Hello, hello, and welcome to Millennial Notebook. My name is Stella. And my name is Emily. And here we talk about living life as a millennial in the modern age. Get comfy, grab your notebook, and let's enjoy the ride together. Hey, 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 everyone. So we are here for an exciting episode. Um, as you probably have guessed from our title, we are capping off season one because it is our 25th episode. And in terms of anniversaries, uh, the 25th year, well, <laughs> well, that's what an anniversary is. No, like, year. Year. We're, not, we're not talking about years here. We're talking about episodes but in this case uh, 25 episodes equals silver so in terms of like counting the number 25 signifies silver whereas 50 is for gold um, and if, if I'm not mistaken I think 60 is diamond but in any case 25 is for silver and so um, we thought this would be a very good uh, episode to cap things off for um, season one and yeah yeah and we have um we have a bunch of exciting things that we are cooking up for season two but to prepare for that uh we would like to take some time to think things over so that we can give you the best versions of ourselves in our episodes so yeah we'll talk more about that a little bit later but um just to dive in, why don't we talk about some of our season highlights and favorite moments? Like, uh, Emily, what were your favorites? Um, I mean, we've discussed this a little bit, but um, yeah, so I think my favorite episodes, number one, yeah. has been the Japan story. <laughs> that story time that about nice. a wild night in Japan. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> a lot of those, thi- those things even now. I'm glad I could fill in your memory. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was probably my favorite episode. So that was episode seven, if anyone wants to go check it out. That was about our wild night in Tokyo. Um, Stella, myself, and two of my friends from, um, from Japan, we all went out for a night to this very grungy bar. And, um, yes, it was quite fun just talking about that and all the fun things and shenanigans. I would describe it as dingy, not grungy. (laughs) Just kidding. Sorry, dingy. No, I mean, (laughs) I know you don't think it's dingy. I I like to tease you about that, but. (laughs) I thought it was classic, but um, (laughs) yes. It's a fun story. Episode seven. Yeah. Yeah. Go Go and check it out if you want something to listen to. And then other than that, I mean, We've talked about work, we've talked about mental health, um, but I think the thing for me has been talking about, like, um, you know, being women in the workforce and being women in the world, being millennials, mm. and um, talking about things that, yeah, that affect us as women and, like, sharing our personal experiences and, um, yeah, just being open and honest yeah. about kind of what we go through. And like I, I was just saying just before, like um, to Stella, I was saying that uh, like for me, it's like I got so much good out of other people sharing their experiences about things like mental health or the things that they go through that like if I have a platform myself, why wouldn't I also share the things that I go through mm. and like trying to normalize the things that we experience, even if it's in the workplace or even if it's on a personal level, yeah. mental health related or not, like, it's all good things, you know? Yeah. It helps. It'll, it'll help someone else, you know? I totally agree with that. And um, that was one of the bigger 
visions that we had for this this podcast is to just be able to talk about the difficult things um because hmm. i mean i don't think all of us wake up one morning wanting to talk to our friend or partner about like don't you think the economy sucks <laughs> i mean i think some people do but then it's not your typical mm. conversation right and um there's just so many things right like women's issues uh and you know um issues of millennials these days or young people because of inflation the economy the pandemic and mm. just being very open about our personal experiences on these things because you know news is news but mm. i mean wherever you go it's the same because it's it's just a report on facts but you know the experiences mm. of people um i think these are stories right of you know how people experience all of these life events and i feel like yeah well for me I love majority of our content on mental health and therapy um, mm -hmm. because, you know, I was having a conversation uh, earlier today about how, sorry, that was yesterday, but um, so this person was telling me how he didn't understand or how he doesn't understand how people can get depressed. Um, so obviously he is a very... Um, I guess emotionally stable person and that's great you know i envy people who yeah. have never gone through <laughs> mental struggles and yeah. illnesses um but you know i think conversations like these opening up about them and sharing these stories because as you can probably already imagine emily and i are normal people and still we go through a lot of our mental struggles and i think the stigma comes from the the idea that you know, if you have a mental illness, then you can't function well in society or that you're mm. weird or that, you know, like you should be avoided. And, you know, you'd be surprised that normal people around you could be struggling with mental illness. Sometimes people, yeah. they know that they are. Sometimes they don't even know that they are. Right. And so, you know, having conversations like these are, I feel like, one of the main um main visions of millennial notebook and i feel like we were able to deliver uh even just a little bit on that end so um just so we have a good recap on uh those favorites of mine so therapy is episode nine um we talked about how and why we went to therapy and how it's helped us then um i we also talked about anxiety and being overworked in episode 13 and mm -hmm. um we also talked about imposter syndrome um i feel because it it's you know i feel like this is a very uh this is this is something that is connected to mental um disorders as well right because there's a lot mm. of like perfectionism and anxiety that that comes with imposter syndrome and that is episode 18 and um us struggling and surviving mental illness and not, actually not just us just uh facts and um knowing when to seek help um the different mental illnesses and how they affect people and how to talk about um your struggles mm. that's episode 19 and if you're ever curious about our experiences with mental illness then um, it's available for you in episode 20. 
uh, as a part two of um, surviving mental illness in episode 19. So those are my favorites, actually, because, I mean, I love psychology. I love um, the way the human mind works. And um, so being someone who struggles with it on a regular but is also performing um, normally in society, I think, you know, it's about time that we have conversations on these things and that, you know, to kind of help remove the stigma. So... I'm very happy we're able to dive into a lot of topics related to uh, mental illness and struggles like that. Um, Mm. (laughs) I mean, people would say that maybe my favorite topic was dating. I mean, I don't know if it's my favorite because (laughs) I experienced it. It was definitely our audience's favorite. (laughs) Yes. And my favorite. Actually, (laughs) like, so just so you, um, since we're already on the topic, um, we wanted to share some of our uh, statistics with you guys since you have joined Mm -hmm. us in the journey. Thank you so much for um, being here with us if you have... uh, been listening earlier on and if you're just uh, starting then you have a bunch of episodes to binge on but yeah like um our best performing episodes were about dating i'm not really mm-hmm. like i I, sh- I want to say i'm surprised but i'm not really that surprised <laughs> <laughs> um mm-hmm. and so i guess my the pains that i have experienced in dating uh have somehow become useful i'm glad for that (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean you know dating is rough like i so Mm. on that note so i i think i mean we have a bunch of dating episodes like just if you scroll through our feed honestly you can find so many of those things Mm -hmm. um but actually what i find the most interesting um because i've never been in um, a committed relationship until recently juicy juicy news and um i'll mention it in the life updates that we have uh scheduled in for you later but i um there's a life change over here but i've always been curious about <laughs> you know committed and long-term relationships and so emily has also talked about um her relationship Mm -hmm. in many of our episodes but the notable ones would be you know talking about long distance relationships and how to uh, maintain them in episode six um and she's also recently talked about um you know being in a relationship and her boyfriend also starred in this most recent episode in episode Mm -hmm. 24 so that's an exciting episode um here she talks about how she met jono her boyfriend and Mm -hmm. how it's been and yeah we hope you enjoy that one that was a lot of fun um just a bunch of things right and so yeah, anything else that you kind of want to highlight uh, on season one, Emily, aside from the things you've already mentioned? Um, I mean, it, it's all very good. We tried to, I think from our perspective, we tried to make sure we talked about a variety of things mm-hmm. and then tried to give um, a little bit of perspective on both sides. But I think luckily for us, it's probably why we're friends. Stella and I have pretty similar ideas and values and stuff and even though we've grown up in very different backgrounds Mm. um different countries um i think what sort of 
we're very similar on is our values and and um i guess it it makes for a good conversation and i like i don't think either of us tries to be the devil's advocate mm. and even if we think differently i think we're really good about talking about our different opinions yeah. and different sides of things and um yeah i just i just really enjoyed having conversations with you about things that perhaps i wouldn't have conversations with other people about and yeah like there's there's good stuff in there there's work-related stuff there's dating related stuff there's yes. relationship stuff mental health stuff so I, I highly recommend if you haven't gone through all the episodes go back through and have a listen to them all and and then leave us comments and reviews and tell us what you think about it yeah because um your comments reviews and even uh ratings if you um are interested in doing that doing that and giving us a a five-star rating if you would like if you <laughs> liked our episodes um they help uh, help us polish our episodes and give you even better content um, yeah. and yeah actually in creating this, uh, these episodes maybe some of you are uh, interested in knowing how they're, they're created behind the scenes but it's actually it takes a lot of time and effort I know we like uh, we like to keep things very light and casual as we mm-hmm. have our conversations with you because um, you are our friend now and you are mm-hmm. part of our, our little party every time we have uh, an episode here in Millennial Notebook. But yeah, behind the scenes, like we often uh, record things all in one go because we also have full-time jobs. So mm. often... Oftentimes, Emily and I see each other, or rather, like, um, record with each other every three weeks or so. Uh, we do batch recordings. Yeah, two to three, yeah twice a month or so. Yeah, yeah. and uh, because once one episode a week can be quite a struggle to uh, maintain if we don't do them mm. um, by batch. Because, you know, life yeah. gets in the way of these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I honestly think like it was a very, very fun experience thanks to my beautiful uh, and kind hearted co host over here. No. <laughs> um, it helps that we're really good friends, as she's, that, uh, as she's mentioned a while ago, um, and that we like to discuss these things. We're not that, we're not very, um, how do you say this? We're not competitive in that aspect. And we, I feel like Emily mm. and I are very open to discussion and opinions and yeah. that kind of led to a lot of fun like conversations that we we hope you enjoyed um mm. it's just made me think i wonder if there is a topic in which we would debate i don't think there is mm. right i think we are very similar in terms of what we not how we think or what we think but like i think on the on like on a very deep level we're very similar in what we think and believe in the world i guess right (laughs) yeah and what our beliefs are yeah um i would love to find a topic where we disagree that's true actually i mean i like to (laughs) i don't think we have a topic that we probably disagree on completely but i think um because you know since i'm super open sometimes i i have gotten some discussion points with other people who have very interesting opinions so let me just like mention them now maybe we can even talk about them in season two but like i think i told this to you uh in person not in the podcast but like i met a guy sorry not um i didn't meet him like you you know him we know him but oh yes he has a very Mm -hmm. uh interesting perspective on um well just how everything 
<laughs> and on everything really basically but like yeah. more like for example how he has a very inter- interesting perspective of how men's rights are uh, should also be just as discussed just um, discussed just as much as women's rights um, I find that hmm. to be very interesting <laughs> Hmm. I mean, just so we put this on the table, right? We, I also believe that men's rights are just as important. But, mm-hmm. you know, the reason why we try to air women's rights in particular now, because we, we haven't had a stage for that um, yeah. in a long, long time. So, yeah. I mean... I think it's also important to note that like feminism in general, because I would say we both sit in the feminist yeah, category, yeah. which I think all women should be feminists. But um, and Jonathan hates this. I don't know if I told you this. He hates the word feminism. Oh he doesn't like it. He, he kind of that. gets it, but he doesn't like it because he always thinks of like the angry, mm. um, yeah, the angry, yeah, think- the angry feminist who's like extreme and is like death to all yeah, men. And it's like that's not what feminist men. is. <laughs> And, like, he feels very threatened by that. And I'm like, yeah, understandably, I would too. But it's more so, like, feminism to me is about equality. And, like, everything that we tout and talk about is is all about equality. Mm. We want the same for us as our peers, as everyone. Anyone and everyone should have the same rights, Mm. regardless of of gender or um, race or anything like Mm. that. Like, that's just... We talk about these things from a woman's perspective, but that doesn't mean that it applies just to women or us yeah. in particular. It's it's for everyone. Yes. So um, at the end of the day, we're just, we're equalists. We want everyone to be equal and treated equalists. the same. And <laughs> equalists, you know? But like that is the fundamental foundation of, of feminism. So mm. um, Yeah. Which yeah. I feel like not but a lot I do, of... I do find the, the fragile white man is always quite oh funny. Oh my god, that. that's so funny. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, I try to... Yeah, I mean... I mean, I kind of get it. I also get it. Like, I'm obviously in a relationship with someone who... Yeah. Who is not directly affected, but does feel like the... The like, but what about me? So he's that kind of... Fr- there you go. So I, f- I, f- I find it very interesting. I don't know what to say about that. But um, <laughs> maybe that's a discussion for another day. Season two. Um, yeah, season two. And then there's yeah. a... You know, so I haven't told you about this, but I went on a date with a guy uh, about um, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he's quite a character. Um I mean, I don't want to really talk about this uh, because it's polarizing. So, but I'll just lightly mention it here. Um, I've mentioned that I'm very open and I respect people's opinions. So, this guy is an anti-vaxer. Um, oh, and I actually okay. struggled with how I felt about this because I found him very attractive, uh, and he only told this to me at the end of our date. Oh, by the way, it was just like, by, oh, by the way, I am an anti-vaxxer. I try to not wear masks uh, unless I'm forced to, which is like would be inside establishments or in the train. Because he's living in Japan, by the way, for people who are yeah. not aware of my location. Um don't chase after me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm in. I'm living yeah, in the city of 13 million. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Tokyo, Japan. But in any case, so in Japan, um, as 
maybe you've seen in the news, we the J- Japan has a culture of wearing masks even before the pandemic as a preventative measure whenever someone's sick. Uh, so it's been a culture thing for the longest time. And a lot of people here are also very, like, uh, they like to, um, like, adjust to the rest of the group. And so um, removing masking, like, the, the culture of masking while we're still in the pandemic is very difficult. And so it, it mm. can be really almost taboo if you're not wearing a mask. So for him to be, be very, mm-hmm. very... Um, opinionated on this this aspect is very shocking for your fellow asian over here but <laughs> yeah and mm. but so i had to like i i was wondering what to do with this piece of information at the start because like i was very attracted to him um and we had a lot of like similar um opinions and like values i'd say and i thought we got along really well until he started talking about like Mm. at the end of the date like it was like it was literally like a bomb on my garden like my garden was blooming happy i was just like oh this is great and then he goes and like drops a bomb and say says that i mean it's fine this is the thing right i'm super open and that's why i was like okay i respect that because he also has his reasons everyone has their reasons and yeah. honestly, I don't fully support because um, the difficulty about the vaccine vaccines is that it was created in a rush because of the pandemic. So there, it's not perfect, right? And um, okay, we do have something we disagree on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of discussions on this because. Uh, I mean, I I am vaccinated, by the way, like boost, boosted oh, yeah, no, up. I, but <laughs> yes, you know, but like I, I also have <laughs> questions, and like I mean, so we keep getting boosted, right? But we still get it anyway because the, of the the new variant. So when does it end? Is it the mm. other question? So I kind of see it from both sides. I'm obviously yeah. gonna keep getting boosted. Um, yeah, because that's where my my beliefs lie, and I do believe that it protects you still. Um, yeah, but yeah. but I get it's like it's more of a, a frustration and a fed up attitude of like, oh my god, is this going to be the rest of my life? Yeah, you know, every six months getting jabbed and and then getting like, sick for a that. day or two. Did you get sick after you? I did. Um, the Aww. booster was like the most painful. Like I was in pain. Ooh. Like I Aww. yeah. Oh dear. And you know, like in a Oh actually, did I get sick? I might have gotten sick after my booster, <laughs> I think. I just had body chills. So I did, yeah, I think I did. I think the first two were fine. I think it was the booster. It was just kinda like Ugh. Yeah. I, I mean yeah. I was in pain. Oh. I think it, it really just depends on your body's immune immune system, right? And how we it reacts to yeah. these foreign bodies. Um but mine I mean I'm very, very strong. I rarely get sick, but you know, I guess when I do get sick, um, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. My body goes nuts because it's like, why are you here? You're not supposed to be here. I'm constantly in like a state of sickness. So <laughs> maybe your body's I... used to it. It's like, oh, another foreign body. Let's just give you the chills. Well, <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly like I'm almost constantly sick because of my own self. Yeah. Like, because my mental health has quite a physical effect mm. on me. So when I'm sick, I'm usually because I'm stressed. Mm. <laughs> so I'm just like constantly like up and down like, oh, it's a good week. Oh, it's a bad week. Oh, it's a good yeah. week. And it's like, ah, whatever. Yeah. 
you get used to it. But I also, I am better off than some people who have like chronic mm. pain. So. Yeah, yeah. Not that level, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm a total, I'm a total wuss because I'm blessed enough to be <laughs> uh, in good health. So I'm very thankful yeah. for that. It's just, yeah. So those are, the, I feel like, I mean, these are discussions that I don't, that we try to avoid in Millennial Notebook because we don't want to be too polarizing. This is a safe space for everyone. Yeah. And it's a discussion point to just, you know, um, it's also another thing too like that's not our wheelhouse <laughs> true we are not like, doctors we are not scientists yeah we are not doctors, doctors scientists like, it's not really yeah. our platform yeah. to say like well this is how a vaccine works <laughs> like I don't yeah. I couldn't kill you so you can make your own decisions yeah. but um no, it's just funny. It's yeah. Okay, so it's funny that we haven't really come across a whole lot that we don't yeah, agree. Actually, with, on that note, maybe we just don't talk about it. <laughs> I think so too. Actually, no. I have a question for you now. Um, Go so, for would it. you date someone who? I mean, let's say okay. This is just for um, discussion purposes because I find it very interesting because I was faced with it, right? But mm, really right. hot guy, everything. Like, let's say he checks all of the boxes. You're both attracted to each other, but. And I can see that you're very solid on your opinion on vaccinations, right? And so, yeah. would you ever date him? Like, he's, let's say, he's Jono boxed in perfection. <laughs> like, you're back <laughs> when you were younger and none of the problems that you, like, everything you would ever want but perfected in a box. But this guy, Jono uh, version 1000. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he is an anti-vaxxer. Would you date him? Uh, probably not. Really? <laughs> so you're very oh, solid yeah, hell no. on that. Well, I mean, it depends what you mean by date. Because for me, dating is a, is like, I'm dating for my long-term partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I sleep with them, maybe. Um, That's a different thing. But, like, I long-term wouldn't partner. date someone that, yeah. like, doesn't believe. I mean, you have to give some damn good reason. Mm. But, like, if you don't believe in science... We're going to have some issues. Mm. <laughs> like, it might just be anti-vax now, but what does that lead to and what has it led to and, and what else are you anti? Because, yeah, like, I'm firm in my beliefs. Like, for me, like, vaccinations are not, like, they're just a part of life. Like, it's the things that have gotten rid of, it's, yeah, it's the things that have gotten rid of terrible diseases mm. that have, like, wiped out quarters of our population. Right. So... Like, it's really important to not just do it for yourself, but for others, right? right? So if, if there's something wrong there, <laughs> there's going to be other issues. Okay, that's true. But I might, but I might sleep with them. Oh maybe. my God, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> just, just so everyone's updated, it didn't work out. So I never had to kind there of like go. look deeply into how I feel about dating someone who has a different... Um, Especially okay. the guy you just mentioned that's anti-mask as well. I think it would just be like, ooh, <laughs> just do it. It's a mask. It doesn't hurt I anyone. mean, to be fair, he was wearing a mask when we were on our date. Um, but yeah. I don't know. But that's only because that's only because he has to. Yeah. <laughs> if he wanted to go on that date with you, he had to wear it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that's that. That's like a... So now that we are on... Oh, so, so sorry. Like, let's go back to... Let's roll back to what we were supposed to talk about uh, a while ago. But like some of the episodes that did well. So aside from the dating stories. Um, 
our introversion topics also did well. So if you are interested yeah. on that, like uh, on listening more on on introversion and how to deal with it and make friends, uh, that's episode two. So it's one of our best mm. performers. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so, but uh, like a consistent one was really just dating. So I guess people <laughs> like to date. <laughs> Number two, number three. Yeah, so number six. (laughs) Yeah, but on okay, so there. So I think that was a consistent one. But on that note, though, like I moving before we we talk about what we're excited about season two, and um, I suppose it would would be linked to that as well. Just uh, what are do you have life updates for us, Emily? Like why are we? Why have we decided to cap off season one, and then take a break before we go on to season two? Um. Well, I guess we're both pretty busy with work at the moment, mm-hmm. so we're just kind of like looking forward and seeing that things gonna get quite hectic. So it's kind of a good stopping point just for us, so we can take a breather and yeah. um, work on life stuff. Um. I guess for me, one of the big things is I might be having some job switcheroos. Um, I've obviously got the big Corfi event, which is in November, so prepping for that, which is a lot of marketing and a lot of, um, just a lot of stuff mm. <laughs> that needs to happen there. And, um, yeah, I'm kind of in like that awkward, like planning to, to planning for change mode where things might change at the end of this year, but I kind of don't really know what that look like mm. because there's a lot of factors in it. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, we're, we're kind of both in that busy, busy period and, um, yeah, just, just needing some, needing some time just to work out stuff. And then when we come back to season two, we can gossip about yeah. it. <laughs> Got, and maybe by then there would be Love is Blind season, what season is it? Like, uh, the newest one would be, be like four. four. Yeah, we'd love to yeah. talk about that. Maybe three. Yeah, we love. Uh, we love our season. Uh, our love is blind. Um, conversation. Yes, we need a whole. We need a whole episode just on love is blind. Goodness. But, um, I don't know when we talked about it. It must have been like seven, eight, nine that we talked mm. about it. But um, yeah, no, good, good, uh, good time. Yeah. Good <laughs> Tell us about. Uh, so you told me about standing up for yourself at work. Oh, yes. So I told them what I wanted, finally, because I know we talked about how anxious I was yes. about it. Um, to be fair, I wasn't the one that actually set up the meeting. The boss did. Okay. So um, probably should have done that myself. But it doesn't matter. It happened. Yes. It happened in whichever way it happened. Yes. Um, and I asked for what I wanted. And they came back with a no. Oh. <laughs> so, so I didn't. They kind of just said no to either of the things and they weren't really keen on budging. So I basically said, well, that's too bad. I'm going to have to look for a new job. Oh my God, you told them, right? No, yeah. I mean, it was kind of like a, it was like a, well, I kind of need one of these things or both of these things ideally. And if you can't do Mm. that, then I don't have much of a choice. I'm going to look for a new job. Oh my God, mad respect. So I got the whole, but we really like you here. And I'm like, "Mm, but do you? Do you really? (laughs) Do you really? Because I just said I'm leaving and you didn't even go, oh, maybe we can think about that. Mm. But yeah, I mean, 
that is what it is. Corporate is corporate. Companies are the way they are. Obviously, we've got a pandemic, and I get that and stuff, but um, I would have thought that I, you know, I was worth keeping. Mm, so. You are. But, you know, there's, there there are other opportunities out there, and I'm sure I'll find something that works for mm. me, and, like, I'm really keen to keep going with freelance, and with things changing, it might work out really well and going into the new year, so... Um, I'll keep everyone posted mm. on how that goes. But yeah, like, don't put up with crappy pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's probably the main thing is like, like there is a couple of things that this job has taught me that I should never have agreed mm. to. And I did. Mm. And I was too agreeable and I just did it and I shouldn't have. Yeah. So I think I'm just learning to really stand up for myself. And I think. I love that. I've gone to the point in my career and I'm in a really privileged place in life now that Jonathan has his job and stuff mm. that I can kind of, I can kind of suss these things out when the interview process and I can kind of say, this is what I'm actually looking for. And another co- of my colleagues did the exact same thing. She was so honest and open in her interviews um, and just, and was kind of past the point of like trying to say the right things to please people. Oh, I love that. And instead saying the things that she needs and wants. Which I think is really important and like, sorry, I've got a cat running on my desk. Um, it's really important, I think, for anyone. Mm. And I get it's tricky because sometimes you are in a position where you just need the mm. job and some things aren't worth saying. But I think if you're in the position that you've got a bit of power to negotiate and things like mm. that and you're looking for the right step in the right direction, I think it's really important that you say exactly what you're looking yeah. for. Say how many hours you're you're looking at or what you really would like um you think works best for you the way you work let them know these things Mm. because the other thing too is like if you don't tell them how you best work and they hire you and then you leave a year later because it didn't work out for you they lose out and you lose out so the best thing is to say this is the way i work this is the kind of culture i'm looking for take it or leave it these are the values that i have take it or leave it this is the pay (laughs) this is the pay and always go more go the highest that you can possibly think that's reasonable for you you're like okay well the average is this i'm gonna ask for 10k Mm. more and just do it because the worst they'll say is less than that and less than that's probably what you want right Mm. so just aim for the stars say something that makes sense just say i'm I'm looking for this pay and um with evidence you know yeah and just just like be more assertive and that's what i'm gonna do from now on i'm never gonna agree to something that is less than what i'm doing now does that make sense like or less less than what i've done in the past right i love that and you know sticking up for yourself you know like capitalism will kind of try to milk you dry and so yeah. you really have to just like fight for what you literally just deserve, right? There's inflation, yeah. like it's so hard to just survive mm-hmm. nowadays. And so usually yeah. a good bolt, like a good negotiating tool is to just find the market average and put yes. that in their faces and be like, look, this is how it's supposed to be, how I'm supposed to be paid. Why am I not getting this? Or are you willing to give me this? Because if that's not the case, then, you know, if it's really true that that's the average, then you'd be able to find a job that would be able to give you that, hopefully, right? Yeah. Because, you know... And if it's a good job, they'll pay you more than that. Exactly. And it might come with more responsibility and stuff like that, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, it's important. But I'm really proud of you for um, sticking up for yourself and speaking out because I remember in a previous episode in our podcast over here, you were telling me how you are very afraid of confrontation and how you were kind of yes. like, you didn't, <laughs> as much as possible, you didn't want to have to do this. And so look at you. Yeah. Like, even telling mm. them that I'm going to quit in a few months if you don't do this for me. And I love that. I love that for you. Oh, like, it's true. Like, I've got nothing to lose at this mm. point. Like, I've set in stone what I want and where I'm heading. And, like, I've set the date and I've said this is when it's going to yeah. be. So you've got until here and, and make some change. Yeah. But, like, there's just no point me stress. Like, I'm trying to – I'm getting to that point where it's like there's no point me stressing about this anymore because I can't do anything mm to fix mm. it and it is kind of tricky it's like you want to fix things and you want to make things better but there's some things that you have no control over I agree. and you should just find something better yeah move on to the next best yes thing. yes next better thing yes i would agree yeah and um i would attest to that so i suppose like for me like on my life up- update so i've been Yes. very busy with my new job my new roles so at first i was afraid that you know leaving so i was uh for those of you who are, who are new here i was working as a director for a gaming media company and you know it came with a very good title a lot of like i could uh, find a lot of pride in my work but at the same time i was stressed as hell like uh, my schedule mm. was out of whack because it's media um pretty toxic culture because it was very um this the the speed the like the speed in which we were expected to deliver work was very like it's as if they were assuming we were robots um Mm. full disclosure but you know i had to take therapy almost every week just to feel like i I, just to feel sane enough to go to work um and i'm very Mm. thankful that i never had to like I, i didn't need to take medication for it because therapy helped enough but you know i was that close right and Mm. i realized that you know i could i should at least try changing my circumstances um if i can't change them in the company itself then just moving away from it and now i'm in my new role and you know initially i thought it'd be the same you know i'd be since i'm still in the same kind of role of being a marketing head um and I'm the mark. I'm the the main marketing officer for my new company. Meaning, there's no one above me for my current role in marketing. Um, you know, it comes with. Well, number one, I just want to state that it's definitely much better. I feel so thankful for taking the risk and, you know, leaving, um, what I now realize was a toxic environment. And, you know, just fighting off the idea that, you know, it's going to be the same, um, blah, blah, blah. You know, just pushing that idea out of the way and just, like, putting my head on, like, neck on the line and Mm. hoping for the best. And now we're here. Honestly, so as you Mm. mentioned a while ago, Emily, like, you know, I am definitely in a better company and I am more, you know, I'm compensated, properly compensated for the yeah. type of work that I'm doing market based yeah. of course um and that means um even if I went somewhere else it's probably you know if I find a good company 
it's going to be the same. So it's not as if it were unfair, yeah. but it it does come with its own set of responsibilities. And I've been very overwhelmed with, um, you know, I've, I mean, I need to work on this, right? Because I haven't been doing, I haven't been balancing my life very well because I want to succeed so much because I do have imposter mm. syndrome. And so I still am very much afraid of not being able to deliver what is expected of me. But a lot of my personal time has been taking, taken up by work as well um but you know now i'm fully compensated for it right so it's i don't feel like my inner child is the psychological term for it like the therapy term for it my inner child is no longer like having tantrums of like i'm not getting paid for (laughs) this like why am i working like i'm so pissed off and then it's like a cycle right so i don't i no longer feel upset about that but now there's that anxiety of like oh my god can i am i worthy of this new position of this new Mm. salary and sometimes i hate capitalism because i feel like it's it's trained us to believe that we are only worth so much right technically if you think about it like this is the amount that makes me feel comfortable you know living it's not as if i'm balling right and even then i feel like do i deserve this and i feel like that's a problem that society has kind of created for a lot of us yeah um yeah but alas we have to live with it so (laughs) <laughs> that's me so i've been very busy with that and i have a lot of a lot i have a lot to prove in the next few months so i've been working on that a lot um and the juicy news that i promised i have it's official i have a boyfriend my favorite news <laughs> and i mean it's my first official boyfriend. So I did date someone um, last year. And I have briefly mentioned him um, in some of our previous episodes. Took me a while to get over it. But, you know, that it wasn't technically... You know, we didn't really talk about labels. Um, it didn't help that we met online. It's kind of harder to set labels because, you know, you're coming from very different backgrounds, different cultures. Yeah. It's easier when you meet organically, right? Because there are ways to fish around on expectations. And, you know, I'm non-confrontational. And, you know, I'm terrified of changing something that was already working with a conversation. Yeah. I need to work on that, right? <laughs> Communication is key, yeah. of course. I know I've yes. made my own mistakes in that relationship. Um, but, yeah, in any case, it wasn't something that we specifically labeled, although we were exclusive, um so we knew we were exclusive Hmm. it's just we didn't have a label on and so that was my previous relationship and now it's official uh because he's asian of course he wants to be (laughs) sure like put on the labels there let's be organized (laughs) but yeah um honestly like i think for season two i'd love to uh like get into emily's brain about this but on commitment <laughs> like i am terrified as yeah. fuck like <laughs> you're fine i just realized that perhaps i mean you know it i played with the idea for a long time that perhaps i may be afraid of commitment and i always like like i didn't really believe it um because i would you know as i dated around it, it was something always something that i i've always wanted but then now that I'm in it, I'm just like, oh my god. Then I have to be like, is this forever? Like now I have to, am I gonna be stuck with this one person for the rest of my life? And we're not even married. Like I'm just like, <laughs> I'm one foot ahead of myself, one step ahead of myself. But 
yeah so <laughs> um so that's there's that um so like let me segue to things we're excited to talk about for season two so i would definitely love to talk about being in committed relationships and figuring things out because i've uh Mm -hmm. spilled a lot on dating and how frustrating that is um in previous episodes in season one so now we are moving at least i am moving into a new phase of my life in terms of relationships so it's going to be more on like navigating committed relationships which i'm sure emily Mm -hmm. has a lot to share um i'm sure i do yeah (laughs) and um emily has a lot of exciting things coming up with uh her freelancing rather so if you recall if you are if you've been listening to our previous episodes she is helping manage this organization and an events organization called call so mm-hmm. can tell, tell us more about mm-hmm. that like things you're excited about for season two emily um yeah like you said um probably by the time we get back to season two um the second Five fan fest would have uh been done and dusted so i can talk about how that went what it was like managing it um all the jobs i had to do so at the moment i'm kind of like right in the middle of um all the marketing stuff i've got to do for it Mm-hmm. Um, which is quite stressful, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, then there's obviously freelancing, which I'm kind of trying to ramp up at the moment, mm-hmm. um, obviously to supplement things like work. Um, so I'm really hoping by the end of the year I've got something going there, but it's kind of one of those things of like, we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, and there might be a lot of other changes, like I might be moving, I don't know, I might be staying in the same place, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a weird period at the moment mm. just kind of sitting and waiting and waiting for something to happen yeah. but um it's like waiting to make a decision but there's a few things that are happening so i guess next time we talk it'll be there'll be a few things that have changed so i'm looking forward to talking about what we've you know what's been going on and yeah um i guess in the mental health space i think i have talked about this but i was waiting for a diagnosis mm. for my adhd which got moved forward to next month mm. so I will hopefully have that assessment and see how that goes. Um, obviously, I'm hoping f- to be diagnosed. Um, who knows? I could come back with something that I wasn't expecting. So that could be quite interesting. Ooh. But um, um, maybe not. Maybe hopefully not. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, it's there's, there's a bit, bit going on over the next wee while. So it. yeah, I'm I'm nervously excited, but also anxious and stressed and there's just a lot going on and we'd love to hear about it like it's a it's a journey oh yes yes exactly yeah after you know after all this is set in stone then maybe we can talk about it yeah yeah Yeah. and uh we'd love to hear about it right like i think getting diagnosed is a is a big thing and not a lot of us um can you know, are lucky enough to have access to that. Like, and you, it, it took a long time for you to be able to get to that space too, right? Even after therapy yes. and yeah. medication. So it's, it's good. Like, I am excited and maybe you can tell us more uh, about that whole process, right? And how it feels like once you've gotten it and did it help, did it not help and all of these things, right? Um, yeah. Freelancing is always a fun topic. Like, maybe you can tell us more about uh, how life is like if you end up quitting your job right like was it a good decision a bad decision like so many juicy things i'm excited about for season two yeah, yeah so 
Yeah. As for me, um, I'm definitely excited about uh, telling you more about what life is like being a young marketing manager, managing a lot of people who are much older than me. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of strange, honestly. I feel like I am constantly in this space where I feel like I need to prove myself because these are people who have mm. been in the company for a long time. So it's like yeah. it's now suddenly it's a question of like tenure versus experience because I have built my life around right. a lot of experiences. So I do believe that I deserve yes. this position and I can contribute. Yes. But it's always weird having to kind of um, work with people who are like several decades your senior, who have mm, been in the company for much yeah. longer. And, you know, sometimes some of them I have to kind kind of not really boss around but like i have to tell them to do things and it's kind of strange so i'd love to talk more about that um another thing was you know as i've mentioned a while ago like moving in through committed relationships and just something i've always wanted to talk about on this channel but just like pleasure um that is juicy 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 who who doesn't love a good conversation about sex but (laughs) (laughs) no but i feel like as two women right we are your uh we are two female podcast hosts so i mean uh unfortunately a lot of fortunately or unfortunately a lot of our topics center (laughs) around um, women's issues but one thing i feel like is not uh talked about enough is women's pleasure and yeah, and there, I feel like there's a lot to to break down with that. Um, maybe we can even yeah. get like a guy on board to talk about it. Maybe our boyfriends. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Good luck. <laughs> but no, I mean, but the thing is, right? Pleasure is so individual. Like it's a very, it it's is, subjective. Yeah. It's also, you know, it depends on the person who is experiencing mm. it. And I feel like at added layer is created for women because you know um our buttons literal buttons are often placed in very different <laughs> spaces uh yeah and, <laughs> and sometimes you know like it, it takes certain types of uh things for that button to get uh pretty <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. I love this analogy. You're killing me. <laughs> oh my god. So stuff like I'm very excited to talk about uh, that. Um, I think that'd be fun. I like yeah. that. I like that idea. I just like the idea of getting Jonathan on to squirm about talking about stuff he doesn't really want to Do talk about. Do you think about. he'd be open to like... <laughs> he would not. He would not. not at all. He would god. not. Okay, no. maybe we can. No, he would do it. He would do it entirely in euphemisms. Yeah, in jokes. I don't think he could take that seriously. <laughs> I I would love to bring my boyfriend on for the show, but he is not comfortable speaking in English. Um, our po- oh, yes. so our interesting. Uh, I don't want to expose his identity, so I will not say what language. He's not French. For all of you people who are kind of <laughs> assuming that I have, uh, I didn't even think of it. Like because yeah, everyone, that, like you have teased me about this. So just FYI, listeners, I he's not French. <laughs> you did say he was Asian. Actually. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. Say he was Sorry to disappoint you, but he's not comfortable speaking in English, um, full English. He can understand it, but mm-hmm. he's not. He cannot. 
express himself comfortably in complete English and our viewers sorry not viewers listeners our listeners uh, in an attempt to be able to reach a broader market we speak in English so I can't bring him mm-hmm. on board but I'd love to bring another uh, male friend on board to talk about pleasure yeah. maybe someone who is more comfortable talking about these topics I feel like <laughs> I mean, I find it like a an interesting talk topic to talk about, but I guess a lot of people wouldn't be so open to talk about such a sensitive it, topic. Yeah, it is. It is. It is sensitive. I think there's still. Yeah, I mean, some people find it easier than others, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have no, I don't love the idea, but I also I'm intrigued by the. Would idea, you be open so, to talking you know? about it? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Always. Uh, That's not my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. Well, actually, it's, maybe it is my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> what is your favorite t- thing to talk about, Emily? Tell me. For the next season. Uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I like talking about myself, so I guess if it revolves me, then I mean, good. we're going to be talking about your pleasure. Isn't that good? <laughs> <laughs> I might have to bring some friends oh, along. Oh, goodness. Or, like, let's get some uh, alcohol in there. Maybe it'll... Uh, Oh, look, you put alcohol in me and anything and I'll talk I about it. I love it. Okay, okay. We can make it like a like a casual beer and uh, like a beer night. We'll label it as a, like a, sorry, if you're not a beer drinker, alcohol night. Like, like we'll brand mm-hmm. it something and then it could be like a... We'll call it gin and juicy conversations yeah, I, oh i love that that could be like a gin and juicy conversation that like a regular it. thing where we're kind of partially mm. drunk and talking about random topics because like <laughs> most of the time we are no all of the time we are sober when we <laughs> when we've been recording most episodes of the time for season one yeah, no. have you ever been drunk for mm-hmm. any of our episodes no there you go all of no. the time i'm usually drinking tea yeah, we, all of the time we have been sober but i feel like this that'd be a funny uh, thing to explore um, yeah. in season two. Uh, so many exciting Absolutely. things. Yay. Yeah. I just want to say um, thank you to everyone who's watched this season. If you haven't watched all of it, please go back through and have a listen. Thank you. Thank um, you. I keep saying watch. I mean listen. But mm-hmm. we also have YouTube videos. They are running a little bit behind, but everything is on our anchor. Yeah. Um, you can go and listen on Spotify and that sort of thing. And... Um, I will. In the meantime, I'm going to get those YouTube videos up, and awesome. uh, so anyone who watches on on YouTube can listen. But um, yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. It's been it's, it's been fun. Been great. Thank you, thank you. Um, so far, we don't have a timeline for when season two will be uh brought up, but until then, we will definitely keep you updated on our socials. So if you haven't followed us on Instagram please do follow us. We will put our update on when season two will be uh, up and running. Um, we're, we're targeting some time, uh, perhaps, you know, in a few months. So if not late this year in December or September to December, then perhaps mm-hmm. early next year. So... But we will definitely yeah. keep you updated. So follow us on our yes. socials so that you are uh, updated on when that will be. We have a lot of fun stuff uh, waiting for you. And as always, we want to keep them well thought of, uh, very 
like well prepared and relevant and so that is one of the key reasons why we have decided to um, prepare a little bit more for season two so we hope you would enjoy them just as much as you enjoyed hopefully enjoyed season one uh, and again as M- Emily mentioned if you're new to new to our uh, podcast have a listen there are a bunch of episodes for you we've released uh, every episode every Monday loyally uh, and on schedule so you have a lot <laughs> of content to binge because we talk all a lot so it's an hour almost yes. an hour for like an average an hour for each episode so yeah. <laughs> it's 25 hours of, of uh, great listening yeah like if you want to binge you have like a like a whole day of us talking <laughs> just an entire 24 hours (laughs) so it's been great thank you so much everyone we love you all so much and we look forward to seeing you again soon so this is not a goodbye it's a see you later and thank you very much all right bye guys guys. see you again next time